Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. for podcasting. That's what this is. What's up, besties with the breasties? This is Danny J. And this is Jill Coleman. And Danny <laughs> told me before we turn the mic on, she was like, actually, I have an idea for today, but let's just turn the mic on. So this is a complete surprise to me. That's why we're saying this is yeah. the, uh, this is definitely, I don't know, the, um, not like a, yeah, it's not the comedy show. What did I just say? I forget the word. Oh, you just froze. I missed all that you just said. Oh, no. Yeah. Bummer. Does it work now? I mean, it maybe worked on the recording side. Maybe I just, it probably did record on your end. I just oh. didn't hear what you said. So you'll have to tell me again so I can respond. Well, I like this. It's basically like you're just giving me prompts and then I'm yeah. just going to go with it. It's just like <laughs> surprise. It's surprise podcasting. It's surprise podcasting, improvisational. You just say yes and. But actually, I did want you to tell the story of, I cannot believe, of course you did. I mean, I'm not like doubting you, but that you got Taylor Swift tickets at Las Vegas. <laughs> this bitch didn't even have tickets. And no. she was just like, well, I'm Danny J and I find the money. So I'm just going to go to, <laughs> going to go hang out at the stadium and then get floor tickets to Taylor Swift. Oh my God. It was so, I still am on a high from it. It was so crazy the entire day. So First off, I'm on like the, I have a Capital One credit card. And so with Capital One, you got like early access to get tickets before public. So I put it on my calendar to get on that day at 10 a.m., whatever time. And I logged in and then it was just, I don't know, there was like some kind of freezing and nothing happened. So I started seeing on the internets that I guess what happened, I learned after the fact was that all the pre-sales sold out so that the public didn't even have, there wasn't even enough, enough tickets left for the public, I guess. So what I understood in my head was Taylor Swift canceled her show. I guess they canceled the pre, they canceled the pre-sale is what I think happened. So I thought her show was canceled and I was like, oh, this sucks. And then maybe two weeks later, all these people said they got tickets. So I was like, what the fuck? I missed it. So I totally missed buying tickets. And I was pissed because I had bought tickets to Taylor Swift in 2013 and my husband at the time ended up having to do a work event and we had to miss them. So I never got to see her. So, and I've and been she's a fan your number since, one. Yeah, she's your I've number been, one. I've been a fan of her since day one, since Tim McGraw song. So since she was a little girl. <laughs> um, so I had no idea. I mean, I, I just thought it wasn't going to happen. And I kind of in the back of my mind thought maybe the day of I'll, I'll look for tickets. Literally kind of forgot. It came up. Courtney shout out our producer on the podcast and she'll be editing this. Also my daughter, she texts me in the morning and she said, Hey, I live in Vegas now. She just moved to Vegas three weeks ago. She goes, I live in Vegas now. Taylor's here. I should go. And there's uh, tickets on Facebook marketplace for 150 bucks. And I was like, Psh, well, count me in. I'll go for 150 bucks. I'm thinking they're probably top floor, you know, I don't know, 16 stories high nosebleeds, which they probably were. So I tell Jeff, apparently Jeff secretly wanted to get me tickets for my birthday and he'd been looking and he couldn't find anything under 500. So he was like, uh, those are, he goes, you should go if Courtney can find that, but it's probably a scam because there's nothing under 500 bucks. So I told her that 
she did a little more digging. The guy who was going to sell tickets, his name didn't match his Venmo. And so she was like, hmm, this doesn't sound right. So she goes, well, I found another lady. Anyway, there was about three or four people. We were going down the line on Facebook Marketplace selling between $250, $240. And all of them were scams. The final one, because she asked for a screenshot. She goes, okay, I want proof of the tickets. They sent screenshot. But then she realized you could kind of you know, fudge a screenshot. So then she asked a guy for a video, a a screen recording. And the dude took a video of his computer, super dark. It looked like it was, we have, Jeff has a lot of friends that like do work for us in India. It looks like kind of India type of video. Like it wasn't really clear. It wasn't on an iPhone, let's just say. And it was dark. And we were in the middle of the day. I'm going, where is this person? I go, you need to ask, ask him to talk. I go, if he has any kind of accent, we're out. Like, I think this is a guy in India trying to scam us or Pakistan or something. I asked her to send me his profile. He had, he had a profile picture of Adam Sandler. And I was like, no, we were just about to drop $500 to this guy. Thank God we didn't. So I started looking through his friends. His friends didn't seem real. And we're like, damn it. And I go, we're, we're going to make it happen. Like, we're going to go started looking on StubHub. And this was kind of where I got the idea. I actually bought Taylor Tomlinson tickets, a comedian, last month in February. And I couldn't go because I missed my flight back home. So on Ticketmaster, you can sell them. And I sold them the same day. So I'm like, people have to, maybe people bought them and missed, you know, they missed their flight or something like I did. So we just sat there on StubHub and we were watching tickets. And then about 4.30 in the afternoon, five o'clock, Courtney's like, the prices are starting to drop. So then it kind of became this game of chicken. We were like, maybe they're going to keep dropping. <laughs> the cheapest was like $250. So we were watching them drop and waiting to buy because we didn't, it was almost like you're literally playing chicken or like a gambling and you're like waiting, watching the circle and you're going to hit the button to stop it. So Jeff's asking if we're going, I'm like, I don't know. Still the t- the show starts at 6.30. It's now like five o'clock and we're just watching, not sure what to do. And but you know these said, are oh. legit tickets though, like because it's yeah, not... but these are yeah, so okay. these are like on stub. So now we're like we're on StubHub and Ticketmaster, and they're legit. The but the these two hundred fifty dollar tickets are like way nosebleed behind the stage with obstructed view. And at this point, I, I had told her I go my budget is two hundred bucks, and then I'm like okay, three hundred is my max. <laughs> and so okay, five hundred. Like, <laughs> So then I'm like, $300 is my max. Let's, you know, we'll go, we'll find. At this point, we're kind of like, we're going anyway, even if we get shitty seats, because uh, we know at least those are available. And we're waiting and waiting. And then she goes, there's some floor seats for 500 And I'm like, it's only $200 more. It's on the floor. Like, let's try it. <laughs> so she tries to purchase them and her bank declines it. And like messages her and said, someone's trying to use your card. And I guess she has to actually call the bank to do this. So she's on the phone with the bank on hold for, I don't know, 15 minutes, finally gets through, says it's okay. They clear it. And then it goes, I guess it has to go through Ticketmaster and they put you on this like waiting. They said, we'll let you know if the tickets are accepted. So we're waiting about 20 minutes and I'm like, okay, we're going, I'm getting ready. And then she sends a message back that they didn't go through. And we're like, fuck, we're not going to find that price again. So we go back to thinking, okay, we're going to pay $250 for the balcony. Long story short, um, I get dropped off kind of near the stadium. 
I asked her to come pick me up. And actually, I think it was on the way over. She found out they got declined. So I'm like, listen, just pick me up. I'll drive. You work on getting the tickets. We're going to, we'll find a parking spot because we have to get over there. Now it's already six, you know, show's already about like starting with the openers. Um, (laughs) We're like, we're going to make it. I don't care if it's bad seats or not. We're going to make it in. I kind of thought we were going to get the shitty ones. But with that little glimmer of hope, the $500 floor seats, we were hoping another one would pop up. So in the meantime, I saw an ad because our phones are listening to us, an ad for another app. Download this app called Game Time. And we're basically going back and forth between StubHub and Game Time. Find another $500. They were $511, I think, for floor seats. And the fees were way less. Mind you, the first four seats that were 500, it was going to be like $720 mm, yep. with the fees. We're like, Jesus Christ, there's so many fees. Yeah. So even though now my budget went from 300 to 700 apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, she grabs me, we get in the car and everything worked out so smoothly. I thought there was going to be crazy traffic. There was no traffic right by the stadium. I think cause it already started. Uh, we, there was a little hotel across the street. So we parked for free on the street. We started to walk over and right, we were standing there and she went and put in another, she saw some more seats that were 5'11", put it in and we were walking still not knowing. You have to wait like 10 minutes before you know if they go through. So we're crossing the street and then she got an approval. We started screaming. We're like, we got it. We got the floor seats. So it was so great. There was hardly any lines. We walked nearly straight in. There was no lines at the merch. So we're like, let's get merch first because there'll be lines at the end of the show for sure. So we went and grabbed some t-shirts it was so funny and so exciting because we're in the stadium trying to find where the hell to go. And you can hear the music starting like she's about to come on. So she comes on right at 8. And we get there about 7.55, 7.50. People start running the halls trying to get to their seats. It was like there was a shooting. I was like, oh, my God. Everyone was screaming and running because she was getting on. So I'm like, I feel like we need to run. So we start running. We hear, we start, our seats are on the floor and we're at the top. So we're just booking it down the steps, trying to run as fast as we can to get to our seats before she gets on. We get to the bottom and security's like, you need a different wristband. Motherfucker. So we're like, what do we do? I'm like, should we just wait to see her standing here? And then we go back and Courtney's like, let's go. She turned, we turn around. We have to run back up the stairs. Our heart rate was like 150. Go outside, get another uh, (laughs) bracelet. Then we have to go outside to the floor line, and now we're standing in line. So I think we missed one or two songs. But this was what worked out so great in our favor. Because we missed those songs and we got in late, we get in. Everyone's so fucking excited. They're on their feet, not paying attention. We don't really know where our seats are. So I was like, let's just keep going towards the front. <laughs> and we could kind of stand on the aisle. So we were we went behind this row that was super close. And we just started kind of hanging out there. And then security came over. They didn't come to us. They came to some girls next to us. So I was like, Courtney, let's kind of walk this way. So long story short, we ended up being about five. The stage is like a main stage and then a catwalk and then a front stage. We were about five rows back from the front stage. And we just inserted ourselves into an aisle. There was kind of two open seats on the edge. And we just, Courtney plopped her stuff down on one chair. And we pretended like those were our seats. We stayed there the whole damn time. And we looked later. They were like 1000 to $2,000 seats, depending oh on where, God. what day you were going. The Saturday night show, they were selling for about $1,400 each. So we were super close. I was, 
I cried multiple times. Courtney was crying. Like it was so exciting and so fun. <laughs> I think just the rush was part of it too, but it was such a good show. And and then I guess with the fees, it ended up being like 646 bucks. So it was even less than what I thought we paid. So wow. I was, it was worth it. It was worth it because the next night, Saturday night, we looked the the same balcony seats we were looking at with um, obstructive view behind the stage were like the same price as what we paid to be on that floor. Damn. So we freaking lucked out. Also, of course, we didn't sit where we were supposed to sit. So we got a little better deal. <laughs> but this is now I'm like, this is how I only want to do shows. Wait till last minute. Wait till the show starts. And then my tickets. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that would give me so much anxiety. That's not oh my, my style. God. My style is to buy them like a year in advance. <laughs> totally. And just pay, Actually, them, pay the highest price. Courtney's said the same. And she we had anxiety all day I mean it was definitely the entire day was going back and forth on text wondering and when to pull the trigger and not knowing yeah. if it was going to be too late or not but it was so much fun it was such a blast it was such a great memory it was worth it I mean it was I was like okay well this Courtney's dad you got y'all have to hear this he is he's a wild man he texts me next morning he goes how many dicks did you have to suck to get those tickets <laughs> I'm like, yes, we will have to suck dicks after, but we didn't to get in. So, anyway. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I'm like, and I always thought I was one step too far, but Courtney's dad is he goes, also. Yeah, you are level. too, though. Yeah, you yeah. are. Very, very similar. Oh my gosh, so, yeah. that's so funny. Well, I'm so glad that you guys made it and it was worth it and it was so fun and your sheets were, looked amazing. Oh my God, they were so amazing. And, and also, why were you crying? Everything. Because I think just the overwhelm of excitement and like I was seeing Taylor Swift that close. Oh my God. She, yes. You guys you have to, re- you guys have to remember when Danny and I were single, <laughs> we'd be getting ready and she'd be playing Taylor Swift every, like every single time we were getting oh ready. It was either, oh if, if I had my hands on it, it would be Drake. If you had your <laughs> yeah. hands on it, it would be Taylor. But she had so I, many good, like angsty, like. Oh my god! Like songs about men and breakups and stuff. So I mean, I'm not I'm not into country. I know she's like more pop than country, but I don't yeah. think I know any of her songs. Actually, the only songs I do know of hers are ones that are like trending on Instagram. So I'm like, that one that it's me. That's the one I know. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> I'm the problem. Yeah. I will say, I wish I had brushed up on. She has a brand new album, and she did play more of those. I know a lot more of the songs from like when we broke up. The her last couple, I haven't been as uh, up on. So I was a little like, dang. I don't know all of these lyrics. I mean, I'm, I knew like the choruses, but I'm like, oh man, I need to get back caught up on my newer, my newer Taylor. But I mean, she's been around for 17 years. That's it's, wild. And isn't she only so like, old. isn't she only like 30? I mean, she's so yeah, young. Yeah, I think she's 30, born in 89. So 33, wow. 32. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I think the other reason I cried was there's something, there's certain artists and there another one, his name is Anderson Pock that I've seen perform. Where when you see them, they just seem like they genuinely love doing what they're doing. Like you could just see her emotion and it made me emotional. She just like looked at the audience and gets such almost like you're, she's going, I can't believe I did this. And you're like, you did this. (laughs) And I think even being there, looking around, seeing the 60,000 people, how I'm, Sitting here looking at like Instagram influencers, I'm like, oh, I thought it was such a big deal on Facebook and I had 300,000 followers. 300,000 and she has multi, multi, multi millions of people who know her songs through follower. That level of fame is so incredible. I think part of the tears too was just like, 
this is one person who has so much talent and is so, she just seems genuinely grateful and like happy to be doing and just to perform. She looks like she enjoys performing. Or I think there's some artists I've seen that they, I don't know, like Sam Hunt. I love Sam Hunt, but I saw him in concert and he's not a performer. He's a singer and he's an artist. But I think there's a big difference between someone mm-hmm. who really performs and someone who is good at their craft and singing. And yeah. so it was just an emotional, all of it, just watching her face and her expressions. She just looks like she loves what she does. And maybe she's just really good at faking it, but she's really good at faking it. And it makes you feel like it makes you feel like you're in on something with her. Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. I know sometimes when you go to, you hear some, like an, an in-person is so different too than like hearing it on your phone or something. Like it's just, I remember when I went to see The weekend and I like don't really, I mean, he's great, but like I remember just like the voice is different even. It's like so yeah. just more powerful and when it's in person. So I can't imagine being on the floor for that. That's so crazy. Well, I'm so glad you guys went and it's so cool that you went with Courtney. Me too. It was such a good memory. That sounds fun. So the topic I wanted to bring up today, this is kind of uh, funny. It's a personal one, but I don't know if this is just me. This is what I want to talk about. Is this just me or is this a thing or is this just a me thing? So (laughs) Jeff Jeff went out um, one evening and he came home and I was still awake. He came home at maybe like 11 or something. I'm still awake and kind of, I don't know if I really stayed up for him, but I wasn't not staying up for him. And so the next night I was going to bed and I was like, Hey babe, I'm going to bed. And when I say this, I'm like assuming like you're coming to bed with me, right? Like we're supposed to go to bed. Well, he just sat there and he goes, you know what? You always expect me to go to bed with you at the same time. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And he said, why do we need to go to bed together at the same time? And I was instantly hurt. I'm like, wait a minute. What? He said, you know, if I just want to stay up till like one or two, like you can go to bed on your own. You're fine. And he was actually with your brother, Dan and Kels, yeah. uh, like two weeks ago. He said, you know, Dan went to bed early and Kels stayed up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he goes, you don't, we don't have to go to bed at the same time. And I guess I have just always <laughs> thought that when I go to bed or he goes to bed, like we have to go to bed together. Mm. And while I, while I understand intellectually that he can go to bed whenever he feels like it, I felt hurt that he didn't want to go to bed. (laughs) And he said, you know, even the other night I get home, you stayed up. I sometimes feel like I can't go out or I can't stay out late because you're waiting up for me. I'm like, well, I'm not necessarily waiting up for you. Sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't. If I know you're going to be home, you know, two in the morning, I'm going to go to sleep. But he just goes, I just don't understand. And I'm like, wait a second. We have been together for four years and I'm just now hearing this from you. Like we, so anyway. Do you guys ever I go wanted... to bed separately? We have for sure. Um, you know, there's times where he's like, hey, I want to stay up and finish some work or something. And I said, yeah, go for it. But for the most part, I think I just assume that if I'm going to bed and I say I'm yeah. going to bed and he's, he knows this, he's like, you say you're going to bed, you're basically telling me I have to go to bed. And he's like, what if I'm not tired? And I know you and I have talked about this. Like, <laughs> like, if you're not tired, just go to sleep. You can make yourself go to sleep. Right. But I just thought we could, we've talked about sleeping in separate bedrooms, but we haven't really talked mm-hmm. about bedtimes and do you go to bed when your partner goes to bed? And I don't know why it's taken me four years in this relationship to like have this aha moment of, oh, you don't have to go to bed when I, but I just want, I guess I just want to, but I do totally. have this expectation that it's, that's how it's supposed to be. And I think that my mind was just literally blown that I'm like, wait a <laughs> second, what, 
what? You've been feeling this all along that you don't want to go to bed when I go to bed? That, that was just, yeah. Yeah, so. I could understand the hurt, especially because it, like, even though it feels like a little bit irrational, like, I can understand the hurt because it's been four years, right? So then you yeah. just go, like, have you been feeling this way the whole time and yeah. you haven't brought it up? Like, that's, that is to me, and that's not on you. Like, yes, maybe your assumption of, like, we should always go to bed together. And, and I get that. I think, you know, for, for most couples, I think that's probably the case. But I also know a lot of couples who don't go to bed together because they just have different schedules. They have different, like, you know, Dan and Kels is one of them. Like, Dan goes to bed yeah. super early. That dude's in bed at, like, 730, you know. And Kels oftentimes, she's a little bit more of a night owl and she works a little bit later sometimes and she wants to, to, to unwind and whatever. So I know that it exists, but I think that most people, and I'm with you, I, like, assume that we're going to bed at the same time, you know. Also, I'm like, don't you want to go to bed early? Like, I think that's my yeah. expectation is, like, because Keith has actually said that to me. We've talked about this before and you know he was he we were talking about health behaviors or something and he goes well the one thing that I think you do better than me when it comes to health is and because Keith is like a health nut like he's way healthier than me in like so many ways he eats better he exercises more he you know like I don't know just cares about his health more I don't know but he doesn't go to bed when I go to bed all the time he wants to and so that's what he said to me. He said, the thing I think you're way better at than me and that I think I want to like learn from you or like I want to adopt is going to bed earlier. Because I guess I always just feel like for me, it's not hard to go to bed early. Like I'm yeah. waiting until eight o'clock to like actually go to bed, you know, sometimes because I'm just like, I've done everything today. I've looked at my phone yeah. like for like eight hours straight. Like I'm good. Nothing else to do. And so yeah. it would be weird to me to be with someone who is more of a night owl and who does like to stay up. But I know there are a lot of people like that. You know, my business mentor, James Wedmore, he always talks about it. he goes to bed like two in the morning, three in the morning and sleeps until like 11. And some people are just like that. I don't know. I think I would have a hard time. I would get used to it, but we'd have to have a conversation around it. But I would probably have a hard time dating someone who wanted to stay up to like one or two every night because I don't know. I think I don't know, maybe this is your experience too. I, going to bed to me is like um, it's it's intimacy building. Yeah, you know, it's connection building. It's uh, I don't know. For me, I like the physical uh, connection. I like the emotional connection. Um, I, for some reason, Keith is always just more cuddly at night, which I really like. And so I don't know. Like I, I I'm on your side with it. I think I would be more hurt that it didn't come up sooner. And I'm like, how yeah. long have I been thinking about this? And like, you didn't feel comfortable enough bringing it up, and why not? Because it doesn't. It seems like a benign thing to bring up, right? Totally. If you think about it, totally. it's like, oh, just just so you know, I'm kind of a night owl, so I'm probably gonna go to bed after you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not well, bad. That was part of, yeah. That was part of it. I was like, have you felt like this forever? <laughs> right. And did he and, say he has? Well, he goes, I just noticed over the years and I'm like, yeah, I, I guess for the most part, I am generally more of a night owl, but I'm more like a mid, like not lately. I'm like a mid, uh, mid afternoon, whatever the mid afternoon Napper. of night is. <laughs> whatever, whatever Your prime 10, time. Yeah, whatever between 10 and midnight is, that's my night owl. And his is like between one and two night owl, mm -hmm. right? So he's a little mm -hmm. bit later. So he has to come to bed. Early. Like for him to go to bed at 10 is early. Mm -hmm. For me to go to bed at eight is early. So we have like a two hour We're about difference. one hour. <laughs> yeah. We've talked we about have, that. I'm like, yeah. you're about one hour behind me. And also yeah. same with sleeping in. You know me, I was like, yes. at like, if I like if I left my own device, I'll probably get up between six and seven. He left yeah. his own devices. He'd get up between like seven and eight probably. Yeah. 
Yeah. And left to my own devices, I would never wake up. I <laughs> Y'all, Danny has to set her alarm for an hour and a half before she's yes. supposed to. She, she has to be out of bed. And she oh will literally hit her snooze button for 90 minutes. Yeah. And, and at 10 o'clock. Too. He, Jeff wakes up on his own nearly every day at like 7. And right. so I sleep in longer. So this is what I said to him. I go, but you do the same thing because you'll be up at 7 and you'll just lay in bed on your phone until I get up at like 8.30 or 9. And you, you've you been up since 7 o'clock. So I go, why didn't you get out of bed? I go, because you're waiting for me to get out of bed. He's like, no, I'm not. So then we had this whole like standoff. The um, The very next day, he stayed in bed until like 10 o'clock. I got up. He's like, see, I'm still in bed. I'm not waiting for you. I'm like, I, actually, that was not the point. I go, the point was you don't get up before me. So you just made my point that you're staying in bed. So... Yeah, I do. I just I'm with you that I feel like I guess nighttime is when we just kind of get to talk when then, you know, connect after like a long day. To me, it's connection because we're kind of doing our separate things all day long. And I like the idea of going to bed together because it almost feels like we're just that's our like quality time. We come back together and like. You know, whatever. So, I mean, yeah, I think the problem is more that maybe just there wasn't, it wasn't communicated. I don't think there's a problem with people going to bed at different times and people just have different metabolisms. They have different, I'm always just like, why aren't you going to bed earlier though? Like it's always (laughs) the better choice. Like why wouldn't you just go to bed early? And, you know, but I guess some people need less sleep. You know, I know for me, I need like eight to nine hours minimum every night. If I get less than eight hours, like I can't handle it. So yeah, I would, I am on your side in terms of like the assumption, right? And especially if you yeah. did that in your marriage too, like that was, I remember when I was married, Jade said something about that at one point. He was like, you know, why do we have to go to bed together all the time? And I'm like, we don't, but we just, I just thought we would. Yeah. And then it was yeah. like, fine. Like Keith and I go to bed together very often, but he sometimes plays basketball late. Like sometimes I'll have a mm-hmm. basketball game at nine o'clock and I'm like, dude, I'm yeah. uh, like, I'm, I'm going to bed the second you leave the house to go to that game, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. you know? And so those, and then also when he gets home from a, like a late basketball game, he plays basketball like three nights a week. He gets home. He doesn't want to go right to bed. You know, he wants to yeah. like chill for a little bit, have a little snack, shower or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with the relationship if people want to go to bed at different times. I think the problem is probably like you need to have a conversation, which I'm with you. I would never have had that conversation, to be honest. So what time do you like to go to bed? It feels like weird. (laughs) Yeah. It just, I guess it was just an assumption that I didn't realize that I had. And it was, and it had been working up until he noted it this week. And I think for the most part, it doesn't bother him. It was just like, Hey, you, you say this in a, and I guess it's maybe the way I say it, like, Hey, I'm going to bed. And he's like, okay, go to bed. Right. But you're <laughs> and like, I'm like, but I'm like, yeah, ready. Are you getting ready? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it is funny too. I saw these, uh, this couple on Instagram. Oh my God. Alexandra Madison. I want to say is her name. Mm-hmm. They're just, they are so funny. Yeah. Um, they're polyamorous, right? girl. I don't know if they're polyamorous. She's got long hair. The guy has a mustache. They just yeah, moved to LA. Yeah. Are they polyamorous? I think so. Maybe not. Oh, I'll have to look into that. But they do like these comedy skits, like yeah. couples things. And Shantae she, they loves did one. Them. Yes. I always see Shantae liked their things before I see them. <laughs> um, she did this one recently where they're both on their phones in bed. And then when she get off her, she's like put her phone in. It's like, okay, when I'm off my phone, you're off your phone. And I guess, and I liked this because I thought, yeah, that's exactly how it works. It's like, when I'm ready, you're ready. <laughs> when I took my phone away, you put your phone away. When I'm going to bed, you're going to bed. And it's this, it's just an unspoken thing. And when he confronted me with it 
that it doesn't need to be that way. I'm like, yes, but that's the way it's supposed to be. In my head. <laughs> totally. Well, I guess in that, that's the question, right? Is like if you, and I think this, I honestly think this is a really common, like common that people go to bed at different times. I think it's just people at different schedules. Sometimes people to be up earlier for work or whatever. And I do think this is really common that people don't go to bed together. So then I think the question is, when are you prioritizing connection? Because yeah. we did have uh, Vanessa and Xander on a couple weeks ago, and they wrote the book um, Sex Talks, and they were talking about how one of the things that they do to connect is every night they do go to bed together, and they do make out, and they sometimes they make out for 30 seconds or whatever, but they make it at a point to practice being able to make out and not have to have it lead to sex. Maybe sometimes it does, uh, but... And I thought, yeah, like for me, going to bed with my person is like how I connect. And I like that physical connection. I like that closeness. You know, it's almost like it's quieter. There's less distractions, you know? Yeah. Not that I want to like sit in bed and like have a full-blown discussion all the time. But like, you know, just be like, how's your day? Or like, you are you good? What's up for tomorrow? Like you're almost just like connecting. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, if you don't do that, then when do you prioritize connection? Do you have dinner every, t every night together? Do you, you know, go for a walk in the morning together? Do you have coffee together in the morning? Like, you know, when is that time? I mean, you know, not that you have to have it, but I think yeah. it helps the relationship and the closeness to have it. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think that's really what it's about. It's not about you need to go to sleep when I go to sleep. But Imagine if like he was like, you have to stay up till one in the morning with me. And you'd be <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. I know. I know. <laughs> There's no well, fucking way. Right. That's why it seems kind of silly when you put it that way, you know, when you're like, right. just because you're tired doesn't mean I'm tired. But you and I have had this conversation. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I, I can go to bed whenever. So Anytime. it's just like, four in the afternoon. Say, yeah. I'm like, no how problem. can you say I'm not tired? Just close your eyes and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just fall asleep. It's hard. And yeah, also, that I just funny. know, I know with him specifically too, he'll always say he's not tired, but he's literally the first one to pass out every time. So I'm, I'm like... <laughs> Like I think for a lot of people, it, yeah. I think a lot of people actually are tired. I think what's harder is all the stuff you have to do to get into bed. Like to yeah. me, it's easier to just keep laying on the couch yeah, and look staring at your phone than it is totally. to get off the couch and the activation energy it takes mm. to like brush your teeth, flush your teeth, wash your face, you know, take yes. your contacts out, right? Like all of that takes way more energy than just continuing to lay on the couch, just putting off oh. the inevitable. That's such a good point. Because he can fall asleep on the couch like a champ. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think most yeah. people can. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. you don't do anything. Like, no barrier to entry. Whereas yeah. bed has a big barrier to entry. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck, all right, I got to do my stuff. Yeah, it's so true. It's always That's worth it, though. Usually, you never wake up like, and you're like, I wish I went to bed later. Yeah. Every yeah, time, so it's always the right choice. Yeah, it's always the right choice. Get your ass to bed. <laughs> I think it's in in a way it's like a toddler sometimes with with him at least and I look at my dog like she'll so tired and cranky or you toddlers are cranky you're like you need a nap and they're like no I want to stay up and <laughs> yeah. you know they just need to go to sleep I'm like yeah. you just need to go to sleep like that's that's the right choice it's always the right and, choice and there's I never anything know, on your phone yeah. that's worth looking at or television <laughs> worth watching period just not uh well, anyway, that was the whole the whole topic of today. I wanted to see your thoughts on it. I think this I, is really common. I don't know why I was so blindsided by this 
epiphany that people are allowed to go to bed at different times. But I don't think you should be hurt to, because that you want to go to bed different times. He wants to stay up late. Like he's doing yeah. something wrong or something weird yeah. or whatever. It's more just like, I'd feel hurt by the fact that I'm like, dude, you've been thinking about this for four years. Didn't have the courage to bring it up. Like what about me <laughs> makes it feel unsafe to have this conversation? It's a very normal request. Uh, well, now we know. Now Apparently. we know. I think it's really common. And I'm I'm with you because I assume the same. Also, I'm just like, it's a better time to go to bed is earlier. Like just it's always better. Like that's my that's my bias. It's always better. Yeah. I don't know. My new window is like ten to eleven. I try not to stay up past that. But I've been going to bed at one since the Taylor concert, one to two. Jesus. So I know I gotta get back. I'd be more I would be more likely to wake up at two. Then go to bed at two. Oh my like, God. I'd be like, I'd wake up at two. I get that perimenopause thing, you know, where mm-hmm. like every night you wake up between one and three. Ooh. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I got that. Those are, those are my prime hours. <laughs> All right, y'all. Anyway, well, y'all. we would love to hear what you do in your relationship. If this has come up, if this is uh, something that you've maybe had a little bit of a tiff around or if it's just normal and it's fine. Maybe post in the Facebook group. (laughs) All right, y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye, guys. (laughs) 